Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, my goodness. I think it's Angie Austin and more friends than we've ever had on the show before. Welcome, <laughs> ladies. Hi. Hi Welcome. Angie. All right. So here's the deal. We are going to have um, a big conference coming up, uh, and it's in the fall. We're going to give you specifics in a minute. And I've got several Christian friends. We're going to speak again. We did this last year, Real Women, Real Solutions, and it was very successful. And you'll recognize some of the voices that you'll hear speaking today because some of them are regular guests on my show. And so we've gotten together a group of women that we feel have different encouraging messages of faith that we think will inspire you. And I think the messages for some people will be life-changing. And we had such a positive you know, reaction last year. I'm going to go around the table here, and we're going to introduce ourselves. So we'll start with you, Drill Sergeant of Life. Everyone knows you from my show. Hello, everyone. It's me again. The Drill Sergeant of Life, Beatrice Bruno. And your message is going to be about what this year? Letting go of the past so you can grab hold of that awesome future that God has for you. You know, Angie, many times people are so caught up in the past and holding on to those things that were back there, okay? They can't even enjoy the blessings of today. You see, and so our sisters, especially women as as a rule. OK, and I don't like the rule, but we tend to hold on to things more so than the guys do. Guys can get upset with each other and it's like, yo, man, I'm going to kick you behind. OK, and the next day is like, yo, man, what's up? Let's watch the football game. But women, it's like you got on my last nerve. You, and I don't even like the way you look today. No, you hurt my feelings by what you said. I've been angry for th- uh, seven years. Yes, and I'm going to be angry for seven more because I don't like the way you're looking at remember me right now. Remember the luncheon? You hurt my feelings. Yes, Well, the luncheon in 1979? That. Yes, that yes, one. That's you know, right. And we don't even remember what we did. We sure don't. And we we got to learn to let things go. We got to let it go because you know what? It's killing us on the inside. It's just like a cancer, okay? And cancer will eat a person up from the inside out. Excellent. Okay, and, and the emotions, the, the stuff that we hold on to from the past, we just hold on to that stuff and we let it fester and fester and fester. And, you know, the thing about it is God says forgive, you know, and, and, and he will forgive you. You know, he will forgive us. But if we don't forgive, then God can't forgive us. And so I'm coming there on October the 3rd, 2015. Y'all hear that? October the 3rd, 2015. And I'm coming to help my sisters let go of the past. So that one, God can forgive them. Two, they can forgive somebody else. Three, they can forgive themselves and move forward like never before. Angie, why are you laughing at me, girl? Because you know I'm serious. I'm just going to have you give your name and the title of your talk. I didn't. I know you're going to hijack my show, Bidrill Sergeant of Life. You are ruling it. You are running it. You know, I you know love something. You. Don't hate, girl. Don't hate. Don't I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about getting my sisters together, girl, and helping my sisters to get on down the road, girl. Yeah. No, I'm with you. That's it. Yeah, I am. All right, so Karen, introduce yourself. I'm Karen Lauchs Reindaller. I'm the executive director of the Denver Speakers Bureau. And you're organizing all of us together yes. for this big event. Yes, for our so, second annual. You're kind of like the drill sergeant of this uh, group. Yes, but I promise not to hijack your show. Yes, I know you Whatever. <laughs> all right, Diane, give us a little introduction and the title of what you're going to speak about. Diane Lopes, and I'm going to talk about the blessing of God, also trusting God. Love it. Love oh, that. Love that. Different, yeah. And they're all different messages from yeah. last year. All right. Carrie Conley, what is your message going to be about? Carrie Conley. I am going to be talking about how vision is your victory. 
I work with people who get to get very, very strong on having a vision of where they're going so that they can get through any adversity. Oh, we're perfect teammates. You know that I'm um, a victor rather than victim. Yes. You know, because so many people, oh, it's easier to be a victim. And so we're going to talk about being a victor rather than a victim. Absolutely. All right, Angel Tussie, you have your own show. And so you are actually, you know, working right now. So you popped in to tell us about your uh, talk. Michelle Ron, we're going to get to her in a minute. I'm going to let you go, Angel, because you have to get back to Eric, your co-host, because he gets a little out of control when left alone. He plays with sharp objects and we get he nervous. Does. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little nervous as well, but <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm in the middle of a live show. Walk over across the hall. Angie, you helped me clone and duplicate myself. So I thank know. you so much. I love this. I get to be in two places at once. But um, during this event, one of the things I'm going to talk about, I'm not talking about business at this event, which is what yes, I'm mostly because that's known what for. You, oh, I know. Yeah. That's why you love working with me from I time do. to time I because do. you get to stop talking about business and talk about the other parts of life, your family and how successful you've been and keeping your family together, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And I admire you for that. So give us about a kind of a five-minute spiel, if you have the time, about what people are going to hear on October 3rd from you, Angel Tussie, because you and Carrie are new to our group of Real Women, Real Solutions. We recruited you. We voted on you. We It was like a, like getting into sorority. I mean, we wanted so you guys. <laughs> we wanted you guys. Well, thank you. And we're pretty honored to be to be a part of the group and being invited to the group. And Angie, I love, I do like that you helped me break out of my business shell, help me even find balance um, in speaking. And so speaking about my personal life, which is something I don't normally do, I've been married for 22 years uh, to the same person. Okay. Uh, we have uh, 21-year-old twin daughters. We have a 17-year-old son. Um, but we it hasn't always been bliss. And we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about those hard years that, that Jay and I went through. Um, and they were pretty darn tough. Uh, we were on the brink of divorce. We were, we were talking about it. It was something we were, we were strongly considering. Um, so I'm going to talk about how we recovered from that, how, how God healed our relationship from that, healed our whole family, because our whole family was, was really struggling oh, yeah, through that whole, they, they watched the whole thing. They heard those arguments where, you know, it's middle of the night and I'm standing up in my room and we're yelling at each other at the top By of the our way, lungs. Have they ever said anything to you about what they saw and how grateful they are that you guys worked it out? We have talked about it. We have. I know, and we're very close. And where we came from from that, and it wasn't that we were in a, in a, in a negative environment. Um, Jay and I just kind of fell apart. Uh, and, and, you know, we were friends. We still liked each other, but we were not in love. Well, anymore. the interesting thing, you guys didn't put a Band-Aid on it. You guys actually made a great relationship out of it. We you know did. what I mean? Yeah. You didn't just band-aid it. You actually repaired and recovered and recuperated that love and that relationship. So that's the thing I think is so admirable because I know you both. And I was abs I almost fell over when you told me that your relationship almost ended in divorce twenty some odd years later, this happy marriage. I have to be honest with you, one of the most one of the couples I would least likely have thought would have been on the verge of divorce. I see you nodding, Carrie. We both, Carrie Conley, we both agree. So with that said, not just a Band-Aid fix. I think a lot of um, women at Real Women, Real Solutions on October 3rd are going to um, benefit from your conversation. And I actually suggested this to you because you talk a lot about lists that save my life. You get moms organized. You get business people organized. You help them. But I said your more personal message might actually be more relatable to more women that you took uh, a marriage on the brink of divorce and made it into a happy marriage. Marriage and you kept it together for the kids. So the kids actually know what a blessing this was for them that you guys, you know, regained the, 
the happiness. Well, when you, we talk about them and their relationships, their friends, um, we are one of the few moms and dads that are still married um, in, in their wow. whole sphere wow. of influence. Um, and, and so, and that was why at the, one, at the one point, you know, divorce is very common and it would be socially acceptable. Um, we weren't getting along, we weren't happy. Um, it would be okay mm -hmm. if, 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 and the kids would bounce back, you know, I mean, you see it all the time. So these were the, the lies yeah. that we were convincing yeah. ourselves up that it was, it was socially acceptable. It was, it would be okay. The kids would be better the off kids if they would be weren't fine. around all the fighting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and these were, these were the lies. And so, um, but instead truth prevailed. And so you're going to take us through some of the steps you guys mm -hmm. went through in order to yes. rebuild your marriage. Yes. You want to share one with us? We've got about two minutes left for your for your sharing. Well, session. you know, and, and this isn't until October until this event <laughs> comes out. So I think it will go through very many versions. I've ever, never shared it publicly from stage, only in private conversations. Yeah, interesting. And so, um, you know, just some of the things. I mean, we did seek marriage counseling. Um, we started dating on a, on a regular basis, on a weekly basis. And now it wasn't a romantic date. Mm -hmm. It was going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Free our, samples are so delicious. Without our and children. Can be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> with our grocery, grocery list, without our children. Um, but it was, it was an hour and a half every Sunday that was, was Jay and I. And, and you still do this. We still do it today. Wow. Um, the kids know it's our date. Um, you know, we didn't tell. Here's another secret that we did. We did not tell our family. We didn't tell anybody close to us. Interesting. I like that. You know why? You tell your parents, you tell your best friend, you forgive Jay. Mm -hmm. they, they don't. They don't. Mm -hmm. they don't. Because true. they're not there for the healing conversations. Yes. They're not there for the recovery. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want every conversation, every time we showed up for Easter dinner, you know, Sunday dinner. Yes. Were they your mom to give him? How are you guys doing? The dirty looks, right? too. Right. Yeah. You know? and how, are was, you, how are you doing? Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I didn't want to, you know, yeah. this was between me and Jay. Um, we saw, we, you know, we, our pastor was involved. We saw some marriage counseling and we were dealing with it but I didn't want that to define our, our family and so even still today they're not really all that privy to wow. to the challenges that have happened it's yeah. you know little pieces have come out but how how far gone we were they they don't even they don't even I know. think that little tidbit right there is really huge because oh, yeah. so many of us share with those close to us and then yeah. they have the grudges. They you do. Know? I know mm -hmm. that really hurt my brother's marriage because by the time they uh, filed for divorce, um, her family hated him so much. Sure. He was a really great guy. Yeah. You I know? mean, Jay is but, a wonderful yeah. man, a wonderful husband. And, and so the final thing was we had came to the place where no matter, no matter how good of a mom I am, mm -hmm. I could never be a good dad. Mm -hmm. And Jay, right. no matter how great daddy was, good he could point. never make a, a good mom. Mm -hmm. And and so for our children, I know it's cliche to say that, mm -hmm. but we had three beautiful children. And if we weren't going to do it for each other, we we stayed enough for them until he and I could get to a place where we were doing it for each and other. And you guys are crazy about each other. Oh my God, I love the pants off of that boy. He got the <laughs> cute little tushy too. Oh my goodness, I just love how. Okay, I let's love keep, you the guys are. keep the pants on. Keep the pants on. Okay. Hilarious. Oh my God, he is so sexy. He's MacGyver. He can fix oh anything. Yeah. No, he's my man. Go yeah. on, girl. I can yeah. tell how happy you two Sorry. are together. It's obvious. I'd love to come back to the comment about. Uh, parents and, and family who would say something. And, and I think that's so true because a, a good friend of mine said uh, when they were going through that kind of thing and, and her, her mom had said to her, well, I would never say anything. And the comment of the daughter was, yeah, but your face would, mom. Uh, your yeah. face mm -hmm, would. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you were very wise in yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Angel Tussie, I know you have to go back to your own show. Thanks for sharing some of your message that you'll share with us. Uh, Real Women, Real Solutions, October 3rd. We're so glad that we were able to recruit you for our group.
group, my friend. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much excited. for having me. I'm excited. I am pretty yeah. excited. And now, yeah, that was that was. I that was my it, like teaser moment. I know. I know. It's emotional, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. Well, I'm telling you that it, it's emotional when we all get together too in the big group and we speak on October 3rd, and I think it'll be life changing for people. All right. So Michelle, Ron, we we stopped to let Angel give her spiel since she has to get back to her own radio show on AM 560. Uh, so uh, introduce yourself and just give us just a little snippet of what you're going to talk about, and then we're going to each kind of go five minutes into our stories that we're going to share on okay, October 3rd. Okay, great. I'm Michelle Ron. I'm a retired teacher from Jefferson County. I'm a mom, a grandma, a wife, uh, an educator. I am the woman in the walk-in tub commercial, and <laughs> I am uh, the Lord's Sense of Humor, Miss Senior America 2004. But my whole talk is going to stem around our attitude toward Christ and how we choose to aim it toward our Lord and Savior. And I'm just thrilled to be a part of this for the second Excellent. time. Great. Excellent. All right. So my uh, talk on October 3rd for Real Women, Real Solutions is going to be a victim rather than victor. Most people that listen to my show kind of know my story. And I run through it so qu quick, it sounds like I'm just reading off a grocery list. But it's so ridiculous, so many things that I went through that I don't even like, you know. And because of my faith and my healing, it doesn't affect me the same way it used to when I talk about it. So when I was six, I, I heard my parents were in, uh, you know, involved with domestic violence. I heard my dad abusing my mom. He was a big drinker, but was a functional drunk. He was a professor, professor, very well educated. He and I were very close. We got along very well. And so I never was abused in that particular situation. By the time my parents were 12, my mom had tried to leave him several times, and he would come and get us, depending on where we fled to. Um, for instance, once we went to uh, Colorado, and he was in Minnesota at the time, so he drove through the night, and he got there right around when we got there, once he found out we were gone. Um, so with that said, um, my parents got divorced when I was 12. I lived with an aunt who was pretty abusive. I lived with my dad and my stepmom briefly. I lived in a foster family. I lived with friends. I lived with my grandmother. I lived in low-income housing with my mom, uh, but my brothers were using drugs, two of them at the time, so it was very difficult to study, and I academically excelled because that's where I found acceptance and where I found popularity and where I found a refuge from all the chaos at home. So um, I lived on my own around 16 for a while, and I worked seven days a week, every night and every weekend for seven years, all through high school and college to get an education because I knew that was my way out. My dad had always said, no one can ever take your education away from you. But from the time I was 12 until the time I was, uh, oh gosh, until two years ago, uh, I barely spoke to my dad. He said that if we didn't choose him, he would uh, to write us off. And you guys know some of the situations that went along with that while well, I was in foster care. My dad went to court, didn't want me in foster care because he wanted me out of the town. He didn't want to be embarrassed. And he said I was incorrigible, which for a kid that was like a straight A student and tried to do everything to people please and do the right thing, that to me could, that could have been life changing, that comment, because incorrigible means you can't be healed. You can't be saved. There's no salvation for you. And of course, then through my faith, uh, I knew that there was, you Amen. know, and that gave Amen. me a foundation for my life. So that's why my faith has become so uh, important to me through the years of being alone and a brother being murdered. I've still got a brother that's homeless. The last time I got a call from him was on Mother's Day of not this year, but the year before. So I don't know if he's still alive. And so I've just, and, and my mom still is very much uh, broken, I think, from a lot of this. Forgiveness has been a huge part of my message because through my faith and forgiveness, I've really been able to reclaim my life and reclaim my joy and provide a new legacy 
for my children. Like my children really have a completely different life than I did. I mean, it's like my life, my childhood is the antithesis of their childhood. Everything that was wrong with mine is right with theirs. There's no drugs. There's no alcohol. There's no bad language. There's no abuse. You know, it mm-hmm. it, it really is wonderful. Boy, it'd be great to be them. Wow. <laughs> I'm so, awesome. yeah, I'm so, wow. Awesome. And they're, they're rolling large. their eyes at you right <laughs> yeah. now. Yes. Oh, they know they've got it pretty good. They do. All right. So that's my victim rather than uh, victor. And Carrie um, it has a similar message, that, but she's though is talking about vision is victory. So you go just past that. So Beatrice, I, we've got four minutes until we go to break, and then we're going to share some of the other ladies' stories. So let's roll with you and what you're going to talk about. We already got a snippet. Well, you already got, that, you got was some that passion. A you got some passion, girl. You know, Angie, I'm looking at You're so at, grateful. I am. I am because I know where God brought me from. Yeah. Okay. I know where God brought me from growing up in South Carolina in a house that had no plumbing. We had an outhouse. You know, at night we used a peapot. Okay. And yes, I'm going to say that on radio. We used a peapot okay. and then had to empty it out in the morning. So, see, I know where God has brought me from. But not just that, but even as the drill sergeant of life, you know, I get out of the army. I start serving in ministry and what have you and just let people bombard me with what they wanted to do. But I forgot about the vision carry Mm -hmm. that God gave to me when I got out of the military. And so I've had to let go of a lot of stuff just to get to this point right here. You know, even to the point of last week, uh, a friend of mine, he's the general manager out there at the Bentley dealership out in Highlands Ranch. And he calls and he said, hey, I just read, finished reading your book. I want to take you to lunch. Can we go to lunch? Mm -hmm. And I say, sure, not expecting anything. And I get to lunch with him and we're sitting there discussing my book. And he says to me, by the way, I brought a Bentley for you to drive for the rest of the day and you can keep oh, it overnight if you want to. That's her dream car. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me? I saw purple. those pictures on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe it. But God has brought me to that. Yes, I'm grateful because mm-hmm. this is where God has brought me to. And this is just the beginning of what God has in store for Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. So, yes. <laughs> I'm grateful. And tell us the title of your message you get on October 3rd, my passionate friend. Let it go and receive from God. That's the title. Let it go and receive from God. I love that. Thank you. You, even, you didn't even use up all your time. That's, I mean, you've never done that. Praise the Lord. You know something? <laughs> I feel like an atom bomb getting ready to explode, baby. And when I explode, it's going to affect everybody that's there. Well, you know what I think is so cool about you coming from your background? You know, we both struggle, but in different ways. Um, That you've been a drill sergeant. You've been, (laughs) you were quite a basketball star in high school. You uh, were a hairstylist. You've been a truck driver. And then your dream was to become an author and speaker. So when you were a truck driver or a drill sergeant, had you told people, you know, this is what I want to be, a lot of people might have rained on your parade and be like, girl, you're a truck driver. How are you going to be an author and a, you know, a motivational speaker? And here you are, you know you did it and so that's part of what Carrie Conley talks about and she'll talk in a minute about not sharing sometimes your dreams with people who might rain on your parade and try to protect you from the failure that you might come across amen and you know what I've learned over time is that one number one I had to let some people go because they were trying to rain on my parade. Oh. There's a lot of haters that don't want me to be where I am right now. Toxic. Yep. Yes, and yeah. haters Very gonna toxic. hate, hate, Very hate, toxic. hate, hate. Yeah. yeah, isn't that a Taylor Swift song? Shake it off. Shake haters it gonna off. hate. No poopy heads. <laughs> no, poopy no poopy heads. heads. That's Yay. <laughs> my motto in life. All right, Karen, it's October 3rd. And give us the location real quick. It's Jubilee Fellowship Church in Littleton. Excellent. Right off of Santa Fe. 
Awesome. We're going to come back and we'll talk more about real women, real solutions. We're going to share some more of our messages and encourage you today on the good news. Eight ten KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, and the entire Front Range. Online at klvz.com. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the word of God and his love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our biweekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries, Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We it was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. Infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Hey there, this is Dr. Joe Arve, your Maximized Living Doctor, and I just want to say thank you so much to Angie Austin. We've spent the last year together really getting Denver healthy and strong, and we just had an amazing cancer killer event where we had over 150 people show up. We had just record time helping people get better, get stronger. And it was just thanks to Angie for a lot of things she put in. She gave her testimony. And so as a business owner, as a doctor, as a man on a mission, I just want to thank Angie Austin and the good news for just being there. And if you are a business partner and you're looking for a way to partner with Angie to really help get your message out to increase your business, I really ask you to contact her, talk with her, meet with her, and see if it's a good fit because, boy, I am sure glad I did. So, again, this is Dr. Joe Arve encouraging you to give Angie Austin a call, work with her in the good news so that you can bring the good news to your clients. If you're interested in growing your business and working with Angie, you can contact me at spinegeek.com or contact Angie herself at angieaustinnews at gmail.com. That's angieaustinnews at gmail.com. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts. 
what's under and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Pleasant to your ears, rejuvenating to your soul. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. So excited to have my girlfriends here, Girl Power. We have a big conference coming up again, the second annual Real Women, Real Solutions, October 3rd. Uh, Karen, you spoke earlier about Denver Speakers Bureau, uh, which is your Speakers Bureau, and how you've brought us all together. Talk a little bit about where the event is going to be and why we're doing a second one, because I think it's pretty... uh, We had a lot of women come up to us last year and say it was life-changing for them, and so we wanted to do another one. It's kind of like Women of Faith in Denver. Yeah. Because it's us. It's the local ladies. It is. It is. Yeah, it's going to be at Jubilee Fellowship Church of Littleton. And so that's at 8200 South Park Circle, very close to 470 and Santa Fe. So. What was it like for you working with um, a group? Because this is the first time you've done a faith-based conference. So this will be the second time when we do it in October. What was that like for you? It's different than what you normally do. It was, but it still has that same creative spirit, you know, the create uh, cauldron of creativity i like to say everyone brings their gifts to the table and it's true being able to share that with audiences is huge for me to watch it as a seed because angie you and i met probably about a year ago yeah. and you had expressed your interest in being able to bring christian that's speaker, right you know, yeah and conference. i yes i said my dream would be to do, uh, do a women of faith like denver and but i can't do it because i've got lots of jobs and lots of kids and i get up in the middle of the night and you're like well i could help you do sure. it we could, that's what i, I do. Could do that yeah that's what i do and so like you were the one who brought it to fruition and then we kind of had ideas about who we'd want to speak and it was really neat to see it actually happen because i'm not i don't that's not my gift yeah. like a, a, a planning a conference is like to me like seven migraines and a pot of coffee and you know no shoes you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> a, a tough day and so, yeah, I was impressed that you could help us put it together. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. You know, it did. It just all came together, the right people at the right time with the right messages and the right audience also. They just, they adored it and couldn't wait to hear when the next one was going to be. And we have lunch and it's fun. Yeah. Beatrice Bruno just talked about her message. I talked about my message. Angel Tussie from AM560 came in and talked about her message of bringing her marriage back to life. And now it's amazing, 20 some odd years later. All right, Diane, you introduced yourself earlier. Introduce yourself again and then talk about what your uh, talk is going to be about. Diane Lopes and I'm going to talk about the blessing of God also trusting God Mm. and it's usually very very difficult to trust God but when we look at the Old Testament and Deuteronomy 28 we talk about the blessing of God and so many of us don't experience that in our lives and why is that and it says you know if you obey the Lord your God and we look at the word obey it says to listen to the voice of the Lord your God and how many of us truly do that and I mean it's blessed in everything you do what you put your hands to went going in coming out all these blessings will come upon you if you obey the voice of the Lord but so hard for us to do that in so many ways and also when things are tough how do we do that you can preach on that now amen (laughs) so when things get difficult it's very difficult for us to trust God that he knows the plans he has for us and plans for our welfare to give us a future and a hope. So we don't, you know, and, and things, and I was just thinking the other day at a really ugly time in my life, and I, and I was 
like a newbie Christian, I was just, it makes me cry now to think about it. I was just praying, God, show me who you are. Where are you in this? What can you, I mean, speak to me. And I just literally opened up my book, my Bible, and Jeremiah 29, 11 was the first thing I read. Laid my, and I was like, whoa. For you. And that's just like, wow, you actually hear me. Because <laughs> I was so devastated in that in that place. And mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize that God could hear me. And, you know, it's like, and I'm, and I'm not playing Bible roulette, but I was playing Bible roulette. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to answer me it. in that place. I, he had to come to me in that place. And he did. So he came in a very dark place and just And isn't it isn't me. it interesting when you come to a verse, like one verse that I came to over and over again as I was going through a difficult time, too, was, um, uh, you know, that Jesus turned to the crowd and said, if you want to follow me, you need to pick up your cross daily, deny yourself, and come with me, you know, follow mm-hmm. me. And denying yourself and picking up your cross said to me, like, every day could be really rough, but you have to keep going if you're going to follow me. It's not yeah. necessarily going to be easy. And a lot of people think if things aren't easy, then it's not meant to be. Or if you become a Christian, then it's going to be like unicorns and cotton yeah. candy and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, dream on. Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know, and it's interesting because people say, oh, Christians, it's just a crutch. <laughs> yeah, you try walking with the Lord and tell me how easy it is. It is a very difficult thing because he calls you to do things that are very, very difficult at times and walk through things that are very difficult Amen. and still to trust him in that difficult place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Diane Lopes, I'm so excited about that. Let's keep going through and we're going to get uh, Carrie Conley. Um, you talked, we, you know, it's like vision you talk a lot about. Yeah. And during difficult times, I know you devote quiet time in the morning, as many of the women at this table do, yes. to try to hear God, be still and know that I'm God. Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, you help people achieve their dreams. What have you chosen as your topic for October 3rd, Real Women, Real Solutions? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> um, you know, I have staked my entire career on coaching around vision. Um, there's a lot of things. I end up working with entrepreneurs mostly and people who want to be entrepreneurs. And the thing that I make sure they all do first is get a very clear vision of where they're going and why. And without them really knowing it, um, what I'm what I'm faithful in hoping that God is doing through me is using me to direct people to the vision that he has placed in their heart. Yeah. Because I really believe that we, are, we all have one, that we were kind of sent here with a message that, you know, a little job that we're supposed to do here on earth it's kind of like god you know sent us down here with a little note in the pocket that says here's what i want you to do your calling (laughs) your assignment yes and i think many people have walked away from it so long ago yeah because homework is hard when god gives you an assignment it's like oh well i was thinking something else would be easier Hmm. yeah well you know as kids i think we all knew you know when you watch five six seven eight year old children they are very clear about who they are Mm -hmm. and they're very proud of it Mm -hmm. It's probably about middle school that they start kind of listening to the other voices around them saying, well, that's really cute that you want to be like Carrie Underwood because that was me. But you are going to go to college and get a business degree because that's how this world works. And so there is a sharp turn that happens, I think, and we stop listening to that voice. And unfortunately, years later, what happens is you've, you've stopped listening for so long that to listen to it feels wrong because you haven't been in touch with it for a really long time. So I've been very, very clear because I created my own vision statement in 1988, which led me into uh, my first career and very successfully was able to do that and stay home with my kids. And now I was built in another fourth business. grade then. So that's yes, <laughs> I am sure you were. Whatever. <laughs> and I was in diapers. Hey, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I stay really strong on the vision thing because here's what I know. Being, building two businesses and doing this for over 22 years is that without a very clear vision, 
to get up over all the walls, mm -hmm. you will stop. Amen. And most people do. And it's very sad. I don't think there's anything sadder in the world than people to die with regret. I know. And the I see people chair, do it all uh, the time. Test. When you're in the rocking chair and you look back in your life with all these regrets. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be in that chair. And I yeah. love rocking chairs, but right. I don't want to be in the one with regrets. I want to be in the happy rocking right. chair. Well, it's a whole different way to live. You know, when Angel was talking about um, how when her and her husband Jay were thinking about throwing in the towel – but they kept working on it. What they made a decision was, was a vision around their family as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so many people's couples who, and my husband and I were there many, many times, um, we had to keep reminding ourselves that this was not about us. This was about the unit, the family yeah. unit. Yeah. And so the needs of the many outweighed the needs of the one or the two. Yeah. It was the vision of the family. Love that. And, you know, it's one example of, you know, people staying together when they're on the brink of divorce, entrepreneurs wanting to quit. And then there is people who have severe tragedies happen in their life that just curl up in a ball and just absolutely give up. Give up. Yeah. Um, and I know that because my husband passed away from suicide, as you know, last summer. And so, you know, the vision of what I do keeps me going through all of it. Yeah. Because, because it's not about me. It not just for you. It's not about me. It never was. You know, you have asked me, and many people ask me, why do I call myself co-founder of Infinite Nation? Um, Tony Rayburn asked me this last night. I couldn't believe I'd never told him this. And I said, it's because God is really directing this thing. I'm just kind of doing what he tells me to do. That's good. Amen. So Jesus wears the co-founder hat. When yes. he That's good. Jesus is the founder. founder. Yes. Exactly right. <laughs> got it. I got it. He's the pilot. I'm the co-pilot. All right. Yeah. Well, Carrie, I'm so excited about, you know, your message because we're all kind of changing up our message from last year. And we invited you and Angel um, and we voted as a group to include the both of you. So um, we're excited that, you know, you agreed to do it. And we can't I'm wait honored. to have you, Carrie Conley. It's going to be a great day. October 3rd. Real women, real issues, real solutions. All right, Michelle Ron, people know you from my show, Miss Senior America 2004, teacher for decades. You still <laughs> teach teachers about discipline. The You're girl. a grandmother, and you also are a speaker, and you speak a lot, and you've got a wonderful message for us. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here, and I just love the fact that God has brought all of us together because Exciting. we know that it's no coincidence mm -hmm. and that his timing is perfect, and in October, it's going to be right there for us to share with yes. everybody else. And my talk is aiming our attitude toward Christ. Uh, attitude became extremely important to me along with the word choices on the evening on the day of Columbine, April 20th, 1999. Mm -hmm. And um, the Columbine High School tragedy broke my heart, literally. I taught one of the killers for four years. My husband and my daughter coached with the teacher. He he murdered that day, and upon hearing Dylan and Dave's name, I suffered a heart attack and spent the next six days in ICU. And I share that... Dave was the teacher that died that your husband correct. and daughter worked with. Coaching and Dylan, with at the time. Four Dylan, years you taught Dylan him in a gifted program. Dylan was one of the program in... There were only two in Jefferson County called CHIPS, Challenging High Potential Individual Students. They were incredibly really gifted. Oh, my goodness. Beyond beyond oh. gifted. Beyond so gifted. you knew him so well. And it broke the, your heart. You know, people say, what do you attribute all that to? My only answer is Satan. And there's yeah. there comes the word that I believe and passionate about, and it is choices. Dylan made a horrific, eternal, in my belief, choice that mm -hmm. day. And um, uh, what we do with our lives, 
we do have free will. We do have the choices. And so as I was in that hospital and God and I were chatting She had a heart screaming. attack that oh, I day. did. I had the elephant on the chest. Yeah. You just thought you were mourning. Along were... with everybody else. And oh. so I let the time frame go by. We have three hours to where it can be wow. improved. And I didn't go to the hospital because I thought everybody felt this way. And um, so for the next six days, screamed and cried and, and had every emotion possible in the uh, in the hospital. Um, and I came out of that with um, a new passion for young people. Always thought I had a passion for young people. And I believe Vonette Bright's statement of the fact that God has me living <laughs> means he still has something left for me to do. <laughs> Amen. And so I was open. I felt I was open and and had a great relationship with my Lord and Savior before, but I have totally surrendered for as much as I possibly can surrender. And with that, that was April, and in June, met up with two of my childhood friends, and all three of us had been through some pretty traumatic stuff, and we each said, okay, 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 what do we want to do then? Let's, let's keep moving forward that we've never done before when we reach five years down the road, that great apex age of 60. Well, one of my friends wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and she did. My other friend wanted to do a cross-country bike trip during her 60th year, and she did. And I came bounding home from California sharing my desire. I was going to enter a different sort of extreme, pa extreme sports, pageants. <laughs> and my family, it's great in some families, but in my family, the words beauty pageant didn't even have vocabulary words and so educators oh and that my hadn't been goodness your, you've never done a pageant no, no never ever ever anyway choices and our attitude affects everything it is a choice it affects those around us it affects our well-being and we are examples of our lord and savior every day whether we know it or not he is using us and if we open up to him he uses us and i'm i'm just a uh, so pro of what god leads us to he equips us for, even mm -hmm. if it is as silly as a beauty pageant. And well, but that was a platform for it, you to oh, then go out and speak. You speak this was all several God. times a week. And that silly crown and banner gets me gets my foot in the door where I would never have been in the door before. So, no, it. I honestly, it gets me into Las Vegas and casinos where... Trump's hair is really as awful as it looks, and <laughs> so it, it gets me to places. But God uses God uses all of that, and uh, it's been a great journey for since 2004. I have absolutely loved it. So I am thrilled to be looking for good, good people and knowing what God is going to bring forth in October. And these women are God sent. God's well, and I, I'll probably have you all come on again, you know, before we have our event in October, because I think we have such great messages, you know, to share. And I have to say, I've been blessed by all of you guys, because I do have relationships with all of you. And we spoke last year together. And uh, you, know, Carrie, you know, and I become very close friends, and you come on the show every week. Yeah. Michelle, you're on every week. And you're, you know, you're like a second mom to me. I love you. You're like mm -hmm. the mom I was supposed to have that, you know, I love my mom, but it's hard to grow up with someone that is, everything's always 
a victim statement. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard when I'm trying to spur her on. Even this morning, I said to her, I'm at an event. It's really uplifting. I'm with my child, and she wants to talk about something someone did wrong at the house. I said, Mom, can we look up at the sunshine yeah. today instead of down in the mud? It's toxic. I want to point you mm-hmm. up. And it's mm-hmm. hard to grow toxic. up with someone that's pointed mm-hmm. down, looking at all of, you know, in the dirt, in the mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to be such a beautiful person, she is. But, you know, I, I want to teach other people to not be broken. Mm-hmm. And so, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking Those about choices being a we victim. Make not a victim because it's a terrible way to live as a victim and a lot of us have been hurt all of us have Mm -hmm. been through difficult dark times and we have to pull ourselves out and that's pretty much what we're going to come to the women to talk about Beatrice you're on the show every week as well so you're all such a blessing to me Uh, Karen is there a website we should go to for more information you know people are welcome to come and join our VIP database which will give you opportunities to know about news flashes early word specials things like that and just go ahead and email me at Karen at denverspeakersbureau.com or you could just visit our website and sign in there. Excellent. And you can always go to angieaustinradio.com and email me if you have any questions about any of the ladies we had on the show. We'll be back with Streets Hope. They will blow you away with how they rescue women off the streets. Such a neat story next. No need to wait until Sunday to sing your favorite worship songs. Join in right here on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and I I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night we connect, you can go to dinner, you get to know people, and then on Sundays I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there, and so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit, and also you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff. Also, then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts. 
asunder and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Monica Hawkins Ministries is an evangelical ministry whose focus is to serve others and to be a voice that shares the word of God and his love. We would like for you and your family to come and fellowship with us during our bi-weekly Bible study. And on the first Saturday of every month, we have our women's ministry, Women of Strength. Our Bible studies are located at the Highlands Ranch East Ridge Recreation Center. For more information, please visit our website, Monica Hawkins Ministries, dot org 810 klvz where love lives welcome back to the good news just a little heads up adult conversation a wonderful nonprofit that we've had on the show before and so this is something that you know is not for the kids it's not that tons of kids listen to the good news but just in case you're in the car we're going to be talking about uh, uh streets hope and they help women escaping from sex trafficking and the commercial sex industry uh, in the denver metro area but i think uh, just a beautiful christian oriented program that helps women get a new lease on life and we have allison myers here and uh, she started as a clinical intern and then transitioned into the program man- manager position and she has going to share some of the stories, um, you know, of hope with us. Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming. So um, just so people kind of understand what you do, how do you help the women get off the streets here in Denver? Well, we as an organization realize that these women come off the streets with a complex set of needs, such as co-occurring mental health diagnoses, drugs and alcohol addictions, trauma-related disorders, homelessness, and uh one of the biggest things that we see is a criminal history just related to the uh, sex industry that they've been a part of for so many years. And what drew you to this kind of work? Well, I have just some personal experience with working with women um, in shelters and things like that. And I just really have an affinity for this population and just really want to be an advocate for the cause about uh, helping these women become survivors to the best of their ability and become productive members of society again. You know, one of my girlfriends from church, she helps with a homeless ministry. We were helping a girl um, a couple months back, and I was going to refer the woman to Streets Hope, but I felt uncomfortable, like, assuming that she was in that industry. And then my girlfriend said, I just want you to know I've been there, and I went to Streets Hope, and I think that you should call. And I was just, I guess, surprised that one of my girlfriends who runs a homeless ministry from my church Mm -hmm. um, had been through your program and has this beautiful life now. And it was such a great story of restoration and forgiveness and, you know, kind of coming up out of the ashes of her life to really have a beautiful life now. And I thought, wow, is that cool or what? Yeah, it's a great great story. Well, speaking of some of the, you know, people want to get involved with Streets Hope, um, let's talk about some of your stories of success that you've seen firsthand there, because I've met, I think, four of the girls uh, in different, you know, over the years, um, over the last couple of years, who've come in and shared their stories. And we always change their names because we want to protect them because they're in the midst of their recovery. So what are some of the things that you found inspirational there? Actually, most currently... Um, I will call her Ashley for the purposes of confidentiality and things. Uh, she has been nominated by her professors at the Community College of Denver for a Google scholarship, and they're going to be writing her letters of recommendation to be awarded this pretty hefty scholarship from Google. Wow. And she has an interest in working with Google in the future and working in marketing and things 
like that. That's where her passion is. And her teachers, because of her hard work and determination, are going to hopefully help make that a possibility and a wow. potential for her. And how long you know, has she been off the streets? She's been off for about eight months. Wow, and already looking at the potential for a college scholarship, it shows you how quickly a life can turn around. And I think that the faith-based aspect of the program is um, such a great um, thing to enter someone's heart and give them that sense of renewal and hope and like you're forgiven and set free, you know? That's a huge component of our program. We operate from a wellness model, that mind, body, and spirit. And for some, it comes in the way of religion and others, it doesn't. But we ask them to focus on that spiritual element for them through their entire year-long residential treatment with us. I love that. All right. What, what other stories have inspired you since you've been working there? Uh, we currently have a client. We'll call her Emma for the purposes of this. She, um, This is ne ne not necessarily the most external changes that we can measure on the outside, but she has just experienced most recently this an alignment on the inside of knowing who she is, feeling strong, feeling confident, and just being full of self-esteem for the first time in her life. And she's on the higher end of our age range that we have in her 50s, just really feeling this for the first time wow. in her life, feeling like she can take on the world. And look at that. You said 50s. I mean, that is like, wow, an eye-opener that someone could still be on the streets at that, you know, age, you know, and still suffering like that and suffering probably for years. And I just kind of want to take the stigma off of um, women uh, and men, for that matter, who've been sex trafficked, but Streets Hope um, helping the women. Because so many times if a child's abused, we have such empathy for them and, oh, we've got to get them out of that home. We have to help them. But the minute they hit 18 and we're driving down Colfax and we see them, we have disdain for them. Like, oh, my goodness, you see that? Right. Why don't we still have compassion when they're hurting, you right. know, and that they've come out of an environment that may Maybe a lot of us didn't have to deal with as kids. Right. So we don't have any idea what they've had to uh, do in order to survive a foster home environment or an abusive home environment and maybe escaped as a teenager and then it got addicted to drugs and got taken in by somebody. And once you're in the clutches of a sex trafficker, uh, that's a very difficult thing to escape because they do use the drugs, the fear, the violence to keep you wrapped up in that lifestyle. And so you hide them as well at Streets Hope. They're safe there. Mm -hmm. Most certainly. Something as a community we really address is that serving the population of 18 and up when they age out of the system's resources, we provide these resources and support for them to make the decision and the choices that they've never been given before and their opportunities. Yeah. It's a systemic problem. These their issues most likely rooted in those develop those key developmental ages, you know, starting at 12 or 14 years old is when most of the people start coming into the sex trafficking industry and be start to become victims. But, you know, once they age out of the systems resources and things like that, uh, unfortunately, we become quite divided as a society. Well, 12 to 14 years old, it's just unbelievable that kids can be taken that young and abused in that way and are right, you know, down the street from us. Sometimes we don't even know what's going on because they're lured in with shopping sprees and getting their hair done. And mm -hmm. you won't have a curfew if you come with me. You'll get to drive my nice mm -hmm. car or whatever it may be that they lure these girls out right. with sometimes. So if people want to volunteer at Streets Hope, if they want to get involved, if they want to donate clothes like what are your needs how do they reach you how do they get involved well as a nonprofit organization we obviously operate on a small budget so financial donations would be greatly appreciated in any way to get involved um, they can go to our website and make a secure donation um, just by clicking on our donate now button at streetshope.org um, another way to get involved would be to use our website to look at our needs list items and um, those we are constantly updated and 
uh, just once again, streetshope.org. Excellent. Well, thanks Thanks. for all the work you do with the ladies. I've been really impressed just with the few people I've met. I found to be so inspirational. And uh, one of the girls read a poem to me once, and it made me cry. And I'll never forget her because she was all dressed up. And I said, where are you going? She said, I've never been to the theater. And I'm going to the theater for the first time. And she'd gone to the mountains for the first time. And she's my age. And she wasn't a kid. So I love what you do. Thank you so much. Again, it's Streets Hope if you want to get involved. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.